Giants 24, Ravens 20. Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we are 5-1. and one. It's hard to believe that this is real life for the New York Giants right now, but it is. And I remember going in the offseason, when the schedule comes out, and we're talking about the offseason, how many wins will the Giants get? And we're going back and forth. And we all looked at this next four-game stretch of playing the Jaguars, the Texans, the Seahawks. I'm like... Those, that's where we can maybe bunch up some wins. Well, guess what? We're going into that stretch four and one. We're going into that stretch where we've been down at the start of the fourth quarter in five of six games. Guess what? We're five and one. We super, we surpassed the 2021 win total. We have won back to back games versus the last three MVPs in Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. And it feels damn good to be a Giants fan in this new regime of Joe Shane, Brian Dable, Wink Martindale, Mike Kafka and company Bobby Skinner whoa bad voice Bobby Skinner producer Julian Patreon chat everybody listening and watching holy smokes man how do we do that how did we do that man this team man these players these fans MetLife Stadium so awesome, man. So awesome. Uh, a historical day. We even started flirting a P word around our group chat, our Julian, Bobby, Justin group chat. We started. Oh, you could say it. Playoffs. Like I am. I'm starting to think about our playoff plans. Like, you know, once soon as baseball's over, I'm I'm hitting up the John Boy Media people. Like, all right, let's plan out the playoffs for the Giants. I actually just slacked Bill, the events guy, being like, let's hop on a phone call tomorrow and chat about what we can maybe do. Um, it's a, it was a historical day, Bobby Skinner. This was the first Lamar Jackson loss to an NFC team ever. Did you know that? The Giants overcame second-half deficits of 10-plus points to win in Weeks 1 and Week 5. They're the fourth team in NFL history to record three such wins in their first six games of a season. And according to Jordan Ronan, the Giants have tied an NFL record in the Super Bowl era on Sunday by winning as an underdog for the fourth time through six games. But most importantly, we're like the worst five and one team ever. They keep saying it. Keep saying it as we keep beating <laughs> former MVPs, as we keep beating one seeds. Just keep saying it. This was an awesome game, uh, though. You know, and it's this is a game where just you pull out a win when you shouldn't have. You know, this is you know, the the Ravens outgained the Giants four hundred six yards to two hundred thirty eight overall yards. But Again, the Giants were the number six scoring offense in the second half uh, coming into this week. Well, guess what? We put up 17 points in the second half in this game. So I'm, I would assume we're going to move up those rankings this week after only having you know seven points in the first half. And and they should have had another seven if Saquon runs that ball in uh, instead of just you know letting the clock run out, which I get is the smart thing. But 
I really wanted that ball in there for a certain reason. Which, by the way, you can either count this in your brain or not count it at all. I guess it doesn't count. Uh, Saquon Barkley going down and taking a, taking a knee and not scoring a touchdown. If he did score a touchdown and the Giants get 30 points on the board, that would have been the first time that the Giants offense scores 30 points in a game since Washington 2019, a game that is known as the Andrew Thomas Bowl. So almost. Yeah, I really wanted 30 points. Obviously, Saquon makes the right move, but even before we get into like super, you know, you know, getting nitty gritty analysis, but that spin move was crazy by Saquon. Nuts. Like, Nuts. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, and I guess we could talk about, Sa- since we're talking about Saquon, like that spin move was nuts. And then Saquon had, uh, you know, he he finished the day with uh, 88, uh, 88 rushing yards, um, or sorry, 83 rushing yards. He started the game, you know, the first half, six carries for 14 yards. His longest carry of the game was eight yards, but he ended up with the 83 rushing yards. The second half, man, with a bum shoulder, you could tell he's favoring a little bit. Hopefully that thing could get healthy. 16 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. And to a credit to Saquon Barkley, I know we're just diving right into Saquon, he surpassed his 2021 rushing total today. <laughs> In, in six games, he surpassed his 2021 rushing total. You know, the Giants surpassed their 2021 win total, and Saquon Barkley takes his rushing total. So um, I don't know why we're just starting off with Saquon Barkley, but guess what? He's been essentially the top two player on the team with him and Andrew Thomas. We're so. going with where the heart is taking us, Bobby Skinner, and we're starting off with Saquon Barkley. So, yeah, man, it, it's a credit to him where it's a different mentality this year for him. Um, you know, I don't know what went wrong in 2021, obviously coming off the ACL and we all know, you know, the second year coming off that surgery, you know, you're able to focus more on just being a football player and not rehabbing your knee. So that's obviously a huge part of it, but it's also just the ment- uh, the mentality of Saquon of I'm going to take these nitty gritty yards. I'm not going to make every single rushing attempt that I have as it's going to be my last one. And I need to get a 20 plus yard play here. You mentioned that today, his longest was uh, eight yards. Eight yards. When's the last time Saquon had a good rushing game and his longest rush was eight yards? Yeah. Yeah. And that's been a critique of his kind of, kind of throughout the, throughout his career. But we were even talking about just how do the giants win this game in general? Because honestly, Bobby, I, I, I don't know how they won this game. He plays at key times, but the Ravens had seven yards per play. The giants had 3.8 yards per play um this just insanity pure pure insanity yeah so let's let's talk about it first this episode was brought to you by some special people what are their names well i'll tell you their names they are brought to you by matt i'm gonna say dale instead of dale 21 21 we got rowan beer he's rowan and all the beer joe swanson i wonder if he's related to our friend ron swanson even though that's not his real name no actually joe swanson i think that's the name of uh the, the American dad uh, guy. JDNZY. That's not your real name. Mike Picariello. Chris Perry. Sam Fox. Uh, Kevin Falk or Marshall Falk. Richard Jackson. I am for real. Joshua De Souza. Kobe Vasquez. Kobe. And Luke Perkowski. We got a Kobe. We got the Mamba mentality on this Giants team. Who are these people? All these wonderful people. They sponsor today's show by going to patreon.com. Slash Talking Giants, $2 a month plus some other tiers. You get to hang out with us live while we record the shows. The Giants just don't lose. They they don't lose. So you can come and celebrate with us Victory Mondays early by Victory Sundays, by celebrating with us on Sunday. So 
Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. Bobby Skinner will also send you some stickers, magnets in the mail. Plus, we do some shirt raffles twice a month. Thanks to our patrons. So this was a game where the Giants were losing the entire time. Uh, def- offense, you know, puts up points towards the end of the game, and then the defense makes plays when they matter the most, and, and we'll go more in depth in the defense. But that interception was like, at that, po- at that point in the game, all Giants fans are like, all right, we're getting a punt, three minutes left. There's hope. There's hope. And then Lamar Jackson, if, you know, they they screw up the snap. Lamar Jackson throws that ball. And then Julian Love intercepts it, and, and everything is like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's actually ha- – like, it hits everybody. Like, we're actually going to go 5-1. Yep. I thought Julian Love was going to pr- take it into the end zone. It was actually better that he didn't because you could take some time off. Yep. Um, you know, Giants end up scoring. They score fairly quickly. And then uh, – <laughs> And then you get the Kayvon strip sack at the end. Like, Kayvon's for, like, you're like, you score a touchdown, but you're still like, uh-oh, still a minute and 50 seconds left yep. for Lamar Jackson. That's scary as hell. And then the first play, Kayvon gets his strip sack. This was a game. Oh, Bobby Skinner sneeze fest. We're missing it. Damn. This was a game. I'm sitting there in the stands. You know, especially because the offense really struggled throughout the first half. They really struggled through the first three quarters. How many points did they score in the fourth quarter, Bobby? I believe fourteen, at least fourteen. 14. I think they, they scored, they they scored fourteen goal. in the in the fourth quarter, three in the se- third quarter, and seven in the second quarter. And I even, feel, I mean, that field goal had to come later in the third quarter, right? Uh, I think it was on the fourth drive. Of- yeah. So I mean, this is a game where you know the Giants are struggling for almost an entire three quarters, and I'm sitting there in the stands where I'm getting like. 2021 2020 level of frustrations with the offense where just early down efficiency is not good and even though we were down by three points at times and then six points at times it felt like the margin was like multiple scores it was like 14 21 points and it's like i just i did not see a scenario that we were going to come back in this game because it just didn't feel like it but when they start to come back and then just the nerves kicked in. I was so freaking nervous throughout this entire game where even when stuff starts to happen, it's like, man, this like this team is special. They're doing special, special things. And it's time that like we need to believe. It. I need to believe. And I'm telling this to myself that I need to believe that this team is doing special, special things, even though so much is going against them, especially personnel-wise, talent-wise. They're doing special things against like good quality teams who should do something in the NFL. The Ravens, I picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl this year. Lamar Jackson is having like an MVP-like season. Daniel Jones like outdueled him, and Daniel Jones only threw for 173 yards today. Well, and that's what I think. I think Daniel Jones, what he's doing is a good barometer of what this Giants team is doing. Because you look at the stats and you say, uh, you know, he went 19 to 27, 173 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, which is like, okay, average game. But over, especially the last two weeks, Daniel, one, it's like, well, they're not getting the big plays. Well, the big plays aren't there. And they're really not like trying, they're not attacking them. They're really the only times they did was with those play act, you know, those under center play actions, and which led to a couple sacks actually yeah. in the game. But he's delivering when it's it's needed. You know, like he's he's operating the offense and doing it. It's not going to be, you know, 50, 60, 70 yard touchdowns, but it's, I think it shows up the most on third down. Yes. You know, today on third down, he went seven to 10, 63 yards, a touchdown. Uh, and zero interceptions, seven to twelve on conversions. Uh, 
three uh they had three third and ten pluses he went two for three for 33 yards and then the drop to wandale the ball to wandale could have been a little better but at the end of the day it's it's third and long you know catch, catch the ball like I, I want to see a better ball out of daniel jones but i'm not gonna kill him for that like you know it, it's the nfl so you got to catch the ball um so like on, on those plays and then you know he had two of the he had and then he was two for three on third and 10 pluses versus the Packers as well. And the only one he didn't convert was a screen to Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, the last two weeks, he's 13 of 22 on third down, 59%, um, completing 13, uh, 13 of 20 passes, 114 yards. And then four of the nine non-conversions, well, guess what? Three screens and then the drop by Wandale. Insane. I mean, that's where Jones has made his money the last two weeks. So um, I even looked at it from a CPOE perspective. So even though like the basic box score stats, this is where the advanced stats really come in. If you're if you're a DJ defender, if you got friends that are saying, well, he's still not lightening up, he's still not doing this, he's still not doing that. The advanced box score for Daniel Jones when it comes to CPOE, completion percentage over expected, well, basically that means you know, when you talk about Daniel Jones as a plus CPOE, um, I, th- I believe it was 7.7%. Uh, this past Sunday, according to Next Gen, what that basically means is Daniel Jones is completing more passes than what he is expected to do based on player tracking data. He is being more accurate with the ball, placing the ball where it needs to be so his receivers can catch the ball. Um, so that I believe I think he's fifth in the NFL right now for this entire season. And I think he's fourth or fifth out of all quarterbacks so far this weekend, according to Next Gen CPOE model and then EPA. Last two weeks have been some of his best EPA games because he's been money on third downs. Because he's been money, the Giants have kind of been putting him in an uncomfortable situation by having so many third and longs, especially today. Especially today. Julian, what was the average to go distance for the Giants on third down today? Um, Not really ideal, but converting him. 6.5, something like that. And in the first half, it was like, it was almost eight, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, like, I know this isn't always the best barometer, but four fourth-quarter comebacks and and six games of this year by Daniel Jones. Like, he's performing when it matters the most. You know, the touchdown drive, he went what do you mean it's not the best five. barometer? I hate, to, I hate to compare. This is this is a not-fair comparison, but, you know, Giants won a Super Bowl in 2011 based off of a quarterback that came back in the fourth quarter a ton. Yeah, and he was leading the NFL in the week. Now, not every quarterback is going to be put in – you know, those like they'll be winning the game in the fourth quarter, but nonetheless, he's doing it in the fourth quarter when it matters. I got to take a break. There's like a cricket in the other room or something that's driving me nuts. Ooh. So, Bobby Crickets. Edit this when, out. When O'Shane Zimenez has a good game, Bobby Crickets. When Jihad Ward has a good game, Bobby Crickets. All right. So, what, what, were, we, what were we talking about? Daniel Jones. Third downs. A fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah, so, you know, again, not everything has to be a big picture uh, conversation, but Daniel Jones has been solid the last yeah. four weeks. Here's my message, by the way. Like, here's my message. I said it on Wednesday's mailbag, but I'm throwing it out there now. Enjoy this ride. Enjoy it. Not every game, especially when we're in the middle of October, especially when we're six games in. Not every game needs to be a big picture conversation on Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and everything that we need to do with the with the Giants roster. Um, you know, during losses, I guess, you know, different story, you know, when we're just reflecting on the team and why the team lost. But 
enjoy this ride right now. Enjoy that Daniel Jones is 8-3 and three in his last 11 games, which is insane, which is absolutely insane. I'm enjoying this ride right now, and I'm not even thinking about having a big picture Daniel Jones conversation, like unless he misses a game or unless we get to the month of December. I'm enjoying this right now. Giants are winning. They never do this. Someone whose future I do want to talk about, Evan Neal. He played awesome today, especially in pass. Pro. I got to go rewatch, you know, the all 22 version to see exactly how he was playing in the run. But in pass pro today, he was flat out awesome. And guess what? We talked about it on the mailbag. We're like, what, what point do they let him vertical set? And he wasn't vertical set in the whole game. But he, we did see vertical sets for the first time. And his best plays came on those plays. And I think that one, those were when the drop back passes were happening. You know, the, the third and longs. And coming into the, you know, the Evan Neal hasn't been great the past couple weeks. But after the first two games, people were high on Evan Neal. And he wasn't like horrible or anything. But I was like, there's no really awesome reps. This week is the first time we've got awesome Evan Neal reps. Um, so... I think that's huge, and I, I think that's huge just one for Evan Neal and his growth to be like, okay, here we go. Like, you know, kind of a confidence booster, like, hey, you belong here, which 100% matters with NFL players' confidence, you know, knowing that you can do stuff. And if the Giants want to run some drop-back offense, which they did a lot they more today. They need to do more of it, man. Then they're going to need Evan Neal to be able to hold his own, and he did today. Now, obviously, all 22 didn't come out yet, but... Was there a mix of dominant reps where you saw that they were doing the vertical pass sets and then horizontal pass sets? Like, did he did he grow in the areas that you think that Bobby Johnson would want him to grow in? Yeah, it's, you know, I, I went and rewatched it on broadcast. Uh, he was doing both, but his best sets were in vertical sets. But if, if you can get those down, then it allows you to do the more aggressive pass sets whether it's a jump set where he had some good plays you know whether it's the 45 set where he got some uh good plays you know and he was my giant factor in this game and he mm. he was a giant factor thank you eli bittner in the chat for reminding me of that so i mean I that's question, just, that's huge 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 for his growth i have a question though um you called for it on the mailbag it called on it you called for it on the o-line report mike kafka followed you on twitter number one number two is bobby johnson a fan of the o-line report some are saying that uh, I don't. So here's the thing with like the whole just avoid it. The whole well, no, he obviously he's not. At least they pay I'll attention. Disagree. To, they pay attention to like our twitters and stuff, but they're not actually like listening to what we say. Disagree. Um, uh, except for Jody Wright. Mm. Um. So, I think the vertical sets are 100 percent better for Evan Neal. But a lot of the reasons why teams don't run the vertical sets is for picking up the blitz and stunt pickup, which the Giants have not gotten beat by, you know, blitzes and had free rushers or anything. Like, they've been, they've worked together as good as a unit. They've just lost individually. Mark Lewinsky continues to get murked, you know, a few times a play. Like, I didn't even, I had low expectations for Mark Lewinsky, and he's kind of not even reaching those. Um, so that's frustrating. But Evan Neal was awesome. And then Thomas, I, I, I know I saw people saying that he was banged up, but he looked fine after that. Like he had another well, he dominant was, game. It was it was the the two minute series where the Giants went three and out at the end of the first half. There was a rushing play that went nowhere. That Thomas got his ankle rolled up. He was limping a little bit after that, and then he limped. That's when all. And then when he walked to the locker room, that's when all the beat reporters saw that he was limping back to the locker room. They taped up his ankle. He was fine in the second half. I hated. 
I was like, when Marcus Peters got that interception and it was a DPI in the end zone and Marcus Peters was running it back. I was yelling at him. Stop, run, stop chasing him. I was like, him. stop. Stop. Cha- stop. It's, not a, it's not a real play. Stop. <laughs> he was sprinting down the field. So, it yeah, was the funny because fine, so. Slayton saw the flag and knew it was a penalty. But he literally just stops. He's like, come on. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, Marcus Peters is running out of the end zone. Yeah, and Thomas. But I was yelling. I was yelling at Thomas and all of them because I was just like, "Don't waste your energy. We need yeah. it. Let let him burn his energy running down the field." Um. Yeah, Feliciano had a groin, and Azudu came in for a couple plays. I think they actually ran the ball pretty well. There was a play where Azudu yeah, pulled. Azudu pulled, and it led to a, a nice little Saquon Barkley run. Um, but uh, it was the same ankle for Andrew Thomas that he got off-season surgery on. So I hope he's gonna be okay. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him battle through that injury. Yeah. Um, but we obviously, yeah, you know, he wasn't great in the run game last year, so hopefully that doesn't affect him in that way. So, um, and, but great for Evan Neal. Like, awesome. Yeah, great for Evan Neal. Uh, Thomas, and you can't be like, well, he played well in the second half with the ankle because you have adrenaline going um, and injuries. I mean, if you've had a sprained ankle, you know that you can operate on it for 30 minutes and then you sit down for 10 minutes and it's like, oh, God, I can't walk anymore. Um. So there's that. All right. So we spent a lot of times on the offense. I'm well, not exactly... well, I want there's like, can we touch on the receivers? Yes. I, that's what I want to do. Um, but first I want to talk about Daniel Ballinger. Five catches, 38 yards. That touchdown grab was really, really nice. Good throw from Daniel Jones on five targets. He has an 88% catch rate right now. And I know he's not being used down the field or nothing, but that stuff matters. And his ability to be used in the run game as a blocker and the block and releases, you know, he had a catch, a third down catch uh, on, on a mesh concept, which you really don't see the tight end running the drag on the mesh, but he did that and converted. Um, he's just reliable for this team, you know, and even, you know, they tried to do like the, the double reverse and then Daniel Jones throws the ball to Daniel Bellinger and it gets it to, uh, I think it was like a, a third and three or second and three at the end of the drive, end of the game. Yeah, the, the, the touchdown too. I feel like I'm interested to see what you see from the ball 22, but I feel like I think Marlon Humphrey was in front of him. So I think Daniel Bellinger did a good job of kind of maybe slightly sitting in that zone. Da- yes. uh, Daniel Jones did a good job of throwing it behind him. So Bellinger does a good job of adjusting to that taking the slight hit from Marlon Humphrey and then boom. And he, like I said, I feel like 66% of the time Daniel Bellinger touches the ball, it's a touchdown. And that's, it's kind of an awesome conversion rate if you ask me. And so you mentioned like the, the sitting in the zone and stuff like that. And I hate to keep comparing him to Evan Ingram because I, I really don't feel like taking shots at Evan Ingram, but like with Evan Ingram, the blocking was bad. Absolutely. The drop for him. But one of the worst traits of Evan Ingram was just field awareness. Like he would float. You know, like even like even remember that preseason touchdown against the Patriots that everyone was losing their mind on with Daniel Jones and Jones shouldn't have thrown that. But the main reason it wasn't a touchdown and interception was because Evan Ingram just floats and he doesn't know how to find, you know, like you said, doesn't have that spatial awareness. Bellinger has that. And that type of stuff is so important for a tight end who can do a little bit of everything. Again, not going to stretch the field, be some vertical threat, but we don't need that out of Daniel Bellinger. He's played the most, you know, uh, snaps out of any rookie uh, tight end this year. Like he's been very reliable and he's every time he's been called upon, he has delivered every single time. And I like that his role is expanding too. It's expanding as the season's going on. It's not like he just had a really good week one and then he's slowed down since. I feel like every single week we've relied on him more and more. 
Um, hopefully they continue to introduce some more, you know, conventional routes that are maybe being run a little bit more down the field. But even if he's continued to, even if he continues to be used in the same way that he's being used now, I, I like that as this check down valve, as this guy that could be available on third and shorts. And he gets some gritty yards after contact, yards after the catch. And then boom, he dives forward for a first down. So the way that he's being used now, I'm fine with it, but I'm also down. Hey, let's use Daniel Bellinger more because I know that Daniel Jones, I know he likes to rely on his tight ends when the tight ends are good and, and, and available. So. Let's talk about Juan Dale. Mm. Essentially his first game, he played nine snaps in the first game of the season. Three catches, 37 yards and a touchdown. And my mind is like third down weapon. Juan Dale Robinson is going to be a third down weapon. He was targeted four times. He had again three catches, thirty-seven yards, touchdown. He should have had another fourteen yards on that on that pass he dropped from Daniel Jones. Um, and again, you can critique Daniel Jones on that, but that throw was made. You 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 expect the catch to happen on that. Um, the third and twelve, he converted for a fourteen yard, uh, I think a fifteen yard catch. The uh, the touchdown was on a third and five at the six. Um, like he, that's where it's like, oh, this guy might actually be like, it's really solid chain mover. Uh, and again, this was his first game back and he was playing very limited reps, very limited reps. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure Richie James got more snaps than him in this game. Uh, you know, it's essentially his first game as a rookie, a small rookie, and he was able to put up some halfway decent production. When's the last time that we had a, uh, receiver miss the first few weeks of his career and then come out and have a, a good first game? Good first showing. Um, Darius Slayton. Mm, Julian, what are, what are your thoughts on that? I think you're talking about Odell there. Well, here's Zing. what I, I'm, I have more respect for Odell than to compare Wanda Robinson to him. Good for you. Oh, Bobby, let's go. Good for you. 17, um, number 17 back in the end zone for uh, for Giants wide receivers. Since Dwayne Harris versus the the Saints in that <laughs> that seven touchdown Eli Manning game that we ended up losing. Yeah. Um. So other notes on the receivers. Did you have? I mean, we really didn't. That was a really cool Marcus Johnson catch. By the way, it was tipped the, the screen the screen catch. It was tipped at the line, and then he catches yeah. it one hand. He also um, had the drop touchdown, which is like he that, did have a drop touchdown. That but was your Mark moment, Andrews buddy. had a drop. Mark Andrews had a top drop touchdown, so who cares? Well, that was um, that ball was tipped by Dane Belton, so I give him ooh, a pass was on it? that. Right on. Yeah. Good You're talking about Dane the Fabian Belton. Moreau drop? Yes. Yeah, Dane Belton tipped that. Good for Dane Belton. Well, Dane um, Belton should have caught that. Darius Slayton had, had a nice first down this game. David Sills, yards after the catch. I think that's like one of the biggest yards after the catch plays that we've had this season. David Sills? He only had yeah, one catch for David eight Sills. yards. Huh? He had one catch for eight yards. That was a big play, in my opinion. I felt like there was a lot of yards after the catch there. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I got. On the, why don't you read an ad and we'll talk about the defense? Because there's a lot. There's a there's a good a lot of meat on the bone for the defense. Julian Julian got a good kick out of uh, me saying there was a lot of yards after the catch there. Am I wrong? I feel like he had a ton of. Is is David still just that slow? If the most yards after the catch he could have had was seven, so yeah. Right on. Good for David Sills. Oh, big uh, big on the Wandale Robinson touchdown. Didn't openly block anybody, but he served as the pick for Wandale to come open. We got called on. I, I, I watch games, and I never see OPI called. And it seems like we get it called on us once a game. Anyways. 
Greedy. Well, I'm glad we didn't get an ineligible man downfield this game either. Stupid. Brian Dable loses it. <laughs> he loses it every time that's called. All right, let's talk about Manscaped. Michael Myers sure is scary. Halloween ends. Saw it Friday night. It was okay. I need to watch it five more times to form more of an opinion. Michael Myers sure is scary, but the last thing you need is to be hairy this Halloween. Do you know how hairy Michael Myers is? The dude's been floating around since 1978, and he's been living in the sewers the last four years. He's got like five fingers left. He doesn't shower. Like eats dogs. It's 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 bad sight. You know how hairy he is? Michael Myers needs Manscaped. And luckily, our friends at Manscaped, they've launched their fourth generation performance package to make sure your pumpkins get the ultimate carving experience on this spooky day. Turn your bite-sized treat into a king-sized candy and join the six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code GIANTS. Make the right call this spooky season. Unlock your confidence. That's why Michael Myers kills all those people, because he doesn't have enough confidence in his balls. The performance package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items. They made it easy for you to upgrade your routine. I love Manscaped because it's not just about shaving your balls, but it's all about men's hygiene in the performance package 4.0. Of course, you'll get the lawnmower 4.0. You get a bunch of stuff. You'll get the crop preserver, bowl deodorant, crop reviver, all that Kind of stuff. I want you to get 20% off plus free shipping with code Giants at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code Giants at Manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloween-y with Manscaped. All right, so with the defense, now they gave up 406 yards, but I really think they made plays when it mattered the most. And I, I re- went and through and when they affected the point differential uh, in the game. There's, there's six different times. First drive of the game, Ravens drive down. They've got a... Uh, a third down and seven. Well, Wink throws that exotic look where you had uh, you had uh, Kayvon and then Dex and Leonard Williams all standing up right next to each other, and then they rushed and threw different looks. It screwed up the run fit. Negative six yards to their four to the forty-two. They end up punting instead of kicking a short fire field goal. A drive later, Tucker misses the field goal after forcing negative yards on the 56-yard field goal attempt. That's like six-point differential right there. Uh, at uh, the two-minute warning in the first half, this was huge. They have a first and 10 at the 16. Three straight incompletions. They got to kick a field goal. Then in the second half, they had a first and goal at the five. Three straight incompletions. That's uh, another, you know, that's four points taken off the board if they score a touchdown. So just on those four drives alone, you've saved 14 points. 14 points, and that's the difference between winning and losing. And then the interception gets them the ball back at the 13 instead of getting it at, at the 20 probably maximum for the Giants and having to go, you know, three minutes left and go essentially 80 yards. Well, now they have to go 13 yards. And then the Kayvon Thibodeau strip sack with one minute and 43 left stopping Lamar Jackson from having the ability to have a game-winning drive. So they, the defense on a down-in, down-out basis did not play well, but they did make plays when it mattered the most, Justin. And if you force negative plays when they matter the most, it makes it a little bit better when you allow 200 yards on the ground, right? Yes, and and that's what they did. Anytime the, the Ravens, for the most part, got into a, a chance to score or make a, a play and they wanted to throw the ball, they gave them issues. And Lamar Jackson's stats, you know, like they, they did a halfway decent job on Lamar Jackson. You know, he barely completed 50% of his passes. And really, like, he only had success throwing the Mark Andrews, had a lot of success throwing the Mark Andrews. But, like, 
He completed 11 catch throws to the tight ends, five to the receivers, and then one to the back. Um, so I do want to talk about how Mark Andrews was able to have so much success and the rushing stuff and, and the, you know, but why? But again, Wink Martindale defense is making plays when they matter the most. Four for 10 on third down. Yeah, well, I was going to mention that. I was um, going to mention before you talk about Mark Andrews, um, the Julian Love interception return. That was the, I'm really, I'm really digging here. That was the only Giants 20-plus yard play that they had all day. They had a couple 18-yarders, 17-yarders in the passing game. Uh, but the Julian Love interception return was the only 20-plus yard play, and that's huge because in an offense that's kind of struggling to put points up on the board, it allowed them to start inside the 15-yard line, which is huge. Four for 10 on third down, like you said. What's even more impressive about the Giants' defense ability on, that third, on third downs today was – they did not have a single third down attempt between one to four yards. Everything was five plus yards, which that's been an issue for them kind of to throughout the season is that even though they've been an awesome third down defense, it's been a question of, well, look at these third and ones, look at these third and twos, third and threes, third and fours. Look at all these third and shorts that teams just aren't converting. There's going to be teams that are eventually going to convert those third and shorts. Well, the giants didn't even give the Ravens an opportunity to convert those third and shorts. When they got the third down, they were third and longs, and the Giants did a good job of kind of stopping them. Yeah, and, and I think that was a key, like kind of a boomer bust for, for the Giants today. Um, now, Mark Andrews did have seven catches for 106 yards and a touchdown, and the other tight ends got, had four catches for uh, 51 yards with Isaiah Likely and Josh Oliver. Shout out San Diego State. Um so the Giants ran a lot more zone than they usually did, which I thought they'd play man versus this Ravens team, but I guess they didn't want to play man coverage versus Lamar Jackson and let him scramble, which Lamar did not scramble really at all in this game. Most of his rushing yards, or not, not almost damn near all of them, were on design rushing attempts. The issue with that is that Mark Andrews is just always going to find the open spot in his own coverage. And Lamar Jackson, that's his number one target. And it just seemed like play in, play out every time they would run these zone coverages that Lamar would essentially kind of lock on on Mark Andrews and just wait for him to get open because he knew he would get open and there wasn't a ton of pressure. You know, there wasn't a lot of quick pressure in this game when the Giants were rushing four and he was just able to kill him. And then even when they did run some man coverage, like he had man coverage touchdown versus Fabian Moreau. So... But I, I, and when they had him in man coverage, they threw different looks at him, like Fabian Moreau a little bit. But mostly it was Dane Belton and Julian Love on him. I thought I thought there was better results with man coverage, even though the touchdown came from it. But zone, they were just getting gashed. Yeah, yeah, no, I I I totally agree with that. I mean, there were some plays where Mark Andrews kind of just mossed Julian Love, but that's expected. There's a reason why Mark Andrews is the best tight end in the game. And I would consider it more or less like a Ravens problem that they have nobody else to go to. I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah. I mean, the Ra- he, he, him and Lamar's connection is just so good. Um, whether yes. it's, you know, Lamar breaking, you know, out of the pocket or just staying in the pocket, which he did today. And Mark Andrews is just able to win in so many different ways. Like, he really is, uh, you know, probably a top, like, you know, who the top tight ends in the league right now. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. And I'm sure I'm missing somebody else, but um, he was able to do that. Now, running the ball because of Mark Andrews. So the Giants today, they ran a lot of heavy nickel, which is three interior defensive linemen. So Leo, Dex, and either Nick Williams, Justin Ellis, um, and then two edge, and then one inside linebacker. 
but they would run three safeties. Like Dane Belton played essentially the whole game on defense. So they ran the ball 24 times for 211 yards, 8.8 yards per carry, which is really brutal. But so the issue with that out of the heavy nickels, like your best run defenders are now your D linemen. Like they're your main run defenders. But when the Ravens run all this pin and pull stuff, like you don't have to deliver a great block for it to be a good block. Like you just kind of you just kind of have to get the right angle on a D lineman when you're running that pin and pull stuff. And unless they're Aaron Donald, where they just totally blow stuff up, they're not going to make a difference. And now you have linebackers who aren't the best reading. Tay Crowder and Jalen Smith kind of split reps today. Then you have safeties in there making run fits. Um, it was just they were able to gash us in the run like that because they were you know down blocking on our D lineman and then. Our, you know, our safeties aren't able to fit the run uh, extremely well. Um, and then, you know, again, they run this, they run the speed sweep action and then the fake handoff and then, you know, Lamar holds it or they give it to Kenyon Drake who had a, over 100 rushing yards. So there's just so much action that they their main focus today was stopping Lamar. Like that definitely seemed like the plan was, which makes sense, obviously, but they were, they let him run the ball. Here's a, a negative, a really big negative though. The second time this year that the Giants have given up a touchdown with only 10 guys on the field. Yeah. That Kenyon Drake touchdown had only 10 guys on the field. It happened versus the Cowboys on an Ezekiel Elliott touchdown. That's the second time. Like, that is, again, that's the difference between seven points and maybe zero. Like, the fact that, hey, guess what? You just had, you just had, you had to play the Ravens run offense, which is exotic. You got to be keyed in, and you were playing down a man. Like, that is, that is not good. Like, he's, that has to be figured out. Like someone is, someone's got to be disciplined in practice this week or, or be held accountable, whether it's Brian Dable holding Wink Martindale accountable or, you know, whatever, you know, but basically it's like, you, you just can't have that. Like that's, that could be the difference between winning and losing. And it's not like a five yard touchdown too, where it's like, Oh, well they were already at the five yard line. Anyway, this is a big explosive play. And I think it was the same thing in Dallas too. It was a pretty big play, right? I think the Zeke one was short yardage, but this one was a big explosive play. Yeah, so uh, I don't. First of all, I don't know what we did to Kenyon Drake. What did the Giants do to Kenyon Drake? Who who was that man today? He was trying to get his bag back. You know, the Raiders oh ended up cutting God. him. And got his got his bag back. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm glad they gave the ball to J.K. Dobbins at the start because I mean that was just that was thank you. But Kenyon Drake, I feel like Daniel Jones sleep with the sister. Was there a Golden Tate situation? Like what? What happened? He ran over Dane Belton one play. I'm like, who are you? And you're running number 17. Yeah, the number 17, especially on the Ravens, screws you up because they have their wide receivers in the backfield so much. I'm like, who's this wide receiver? Like, I think it's Devin Duvernay. Why is Mike Wallace at running back? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so they were just able to, that's a worry. But again, the, the teams we play going forward aren't going to be running all of that. Like, the lot now the Lions will be. Oh, a mess, but they also they also don't have Lamar Jackson either, you know. So it's like even though all these good running teams we made play, it's like well none of those guys have Lamar Jackson, and that just makes it so much more stressful um, for a defense trying to stop the run. Like it was, it was, it was, it was bad. Again, they averaged nine yards per carry. That's insane for on on twenty four carries, like over two hundred yards rushing. So again, the the defense gave up four hundred six yards in this game. That's not good. But they held the Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews to 20 points by making plays when that mattered the most. And the Ravens ran a lot of plays. I do think the Giants ran more plays, like by four, but they're just, there was a point in the game 
where I'm just, I'm sitting there and I'm watching eye test and just feel is the Ravens are just running a shit ton of plays. They're running plays, running plays, running plays. It's the big running plays that bother me. Not necessarily the Ravens get four yards here, five yards here, six yards here. That That's not the stuff that bothers me in the run game. What bothers me is the Giants having 10 guys on the field and Kenyon Drake having a huge touchdown. What bothers me is, you know, hey, the, the Giants are uh, just an, another another hand away from a sack and then Lamar Jackson breaks containment for 15 yards. That didn't happen a ton, but that's the stuff that bothers me the most when you allow kind of like the big plays that kind of flips the script and, you know, gives momentum to the, to the Ravens. But the Ravens were running a lot of offensive plays and drives were kind of stalling out. And it also helped that Hall of Fame kicker Justin Tucker doinked. That I had some Ravens that fans fun. that were really mad at me for just saying, like, he missed the kick. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Um, but so let's talk about some players who made plays, though, on the defense today. And let's start yes. with our fifth overall pick in Kayvon Thibodeau. Had five pressures after having, I think, four last week and then the game-winning sack. Like, that was – that is – that is why pass rushers are so important in the NFL. Like, you know, when there's, you know, we talk about coverage, we talk about all the things that are important, but that's why a pass rusher can have the effect on a game that is unlike any other, you know, and again, Kayvon has so much room to grow. Like he still has a lot of, of growing to do, but it's like, that's what he can do. Like that changes a game, you know, being able to go get around that block. And again, they blocked him with a tight end. Okay. Guess what? We've had pass rushers the last four or five years who, you block them with a tight end and they're not going to win immediately. They might win eventually, but they're not going to win immediately. Kayvon wins uh, immediately, gets he strips that ball from Lamar, and the game is over. The game is over instead of giving letting Lamar Jackson and the Ravens go and drive down the field. like That was a huge play, yep. and he's continuing to get pressure. Um, and I think if he's going to get better. Confidence will grow, and the sacks are going to come. And he got his first one of, of his career this, today. And that was great, too, because he kind of got – washed around a little bit. That wasn't like a conventional sack, but he went for the ball. I mean, to just be able to move that fast in a game where you're also playing Lamar Jackson, it's not like you're playing a statue back there. To be able to move that fast and to focus and to just swipe the ball. I know these are paid professional athletes, but just insane insanity stuff. And then he almost even recovered uh, the ball as well. So awesome stuff from Kayvon. Uh, He called game called game on his first sack and it wasn't even like your conventional sack but just great uh wherewithal to swipe that ball leonard williams falls on it dexter uh, lawrence four sacks in six games has matched his career his career high which was in 2020 uh he had a qb like he he got his sack on kevin zeitler he had two qb hits one was against uh tyler linderbaum one i think was against kevin zeitler as well Kevin Zeitler is a really good pass blocker. You know, Linderbaum is a rookie and, and undersized, so I expected him. I actually expected maybe to see Dex win a little more. But again, four sacks. Getting a sack on Lamar Jackson's the defensive tackle is like a huge deal. And he did that. And it was, uh, I believe it was on a, a third down at the end of the half. So um, he, he almost had another his one dominance. where He almost had another one where Lamar like scrambled out. Um, yeah, like Lamar like basically like did like a jump pass where he got hit on that play. Um, and he and Dex laid the wood on him. So good stuff for Dexter Lawrence, man. He's been continuing the ball. Good stuff. We're six games in. You mentioned four sacks for Dexter Lawrence. His career best in 2020 is four sacks. Um, he has 10 QB hits on the season. 2019, he had nine QB hits. 2020, he had 10. 
2021, he has 11. So he is one QB hit away um, from tying his career best. And, and that we're six ed- games in. And that edge pressure helps with it. You know, the so I, I'm if we can get all these guys at healthy at one time, I think we said it on last Monday's podcast, but man, we get Leo, Dex, Kayvon, Aziz, and we've got a four man pass rush to be proud of. And that yep. will change games for us. So um I'm very <laughs> that's there is nothing in the NFL like being able to rush for and get to the quarterback. There's nothing like it. They, there's no scheme. There's nothing that can replicate what that does for defense. There's nothing. There's no blitzing package. There's no corner uh, cover corners that can replicate four guys who could just get to the quarterback and affect him and end drives. And that's what sacks do. That's a Q, it, it turns into interceptions. It turns into QB hits. It turns into fumbles. It's just game-changing stuff. Oh, and by the way, the Julian Love interception was the first interception of the season. Yes. Just when you kind of needed it the most, right? Yeah, literally needed it the most. And so Love gets his fourth uh, interception of his career. So that was good to see him get. By the way, Lamar, that was like a what are you doing type of thing. He threw the Patrick Ricard, which is like, it's not like you're throwing to, you know, Mark Andrews. Like that was a very like panicky play. Like if I was a Ravens fan, I'd be so pissed off at Lamar for for that play. But I'll hey, take it. You know, they, 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 but that's, they felt the pressure. Um, but I'm not a Ravens fan. I'm a Giants fan. Exactly. All right. Anything else on the defense that you want to hit on? No. Held, held their receivers to five catches for 45 yards. They're running yeah, back. Dory Jackson, awesome. I mean, he there was an insane play that he made in the first quarter, like a deflection where a guy, I feel like he was like open, but he closes that gap. Um, so Dory Jackson's awesome. The fact that we're not calling Fabian Moreau's, Moreau's name, I know the Mark Andrews touchdown, whatever, he had a drop interception, but the fact that we're just not consistently calling Fabian Moreau's name, awesome. So the fact that we don't have much to say about the secondary, I feel like is a good thing. Julian Love also had like a, a pass deflection in the end zone where Lamar made some time with his his, yes. his legs and threw the ball like 45 Early yards. That was That was a big play, so... They're getting the most out of these guys on defense, and oh, Jahad Ward. He had the start of the game. He was just making run play after run play after run play, um, and he had two somersaults on first downs, which is very mm-hmm. o- always love that. I'm I'm looking forward to clipping. I might be the first thing I clip up from the All Twenty Two is the Jahad Ward's uh, somersaults. Oh, and Kayvon retweeted us because he asked people to, "Can you give me uh, angles of me doing the salsa?" And I did a keyframe, and I zoomed in on him throughout the three-second clip, and he retweeted us on Twitter, which is nice. Cool stuff. Thank you, Kayvon. Our good Thank friend, you, Kayvon. Kayvon. Good day for the rookie class. You know, Belton played essentially 100% of the snaps. Evan Neal played great. Kayvon, game-winning strip sack. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, a touchdown. Wandale Robinson, a touchdown. Really good day for the rookie class out of everyone that was is healthy. The only guy who didn't play was Micah McFadden. Uh, and then everybody else in the class is hurt. You know, Cord- oh, I guess Azudu, not not. It. But hey, Azudu came in for two plays and did a good job in the run blocking. So solid job. Yep. So he, maybe he, he might have the best PFF grade out of anybody on the roster after after this. I'm game. gonna ask a dumb question. Who's 79? Tyree uh, Phillips, revenge game. Oh, he was reporting eligible a ton today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that, and again, it led to some Saquon tough rushing yards. All right, that's kind of all we got. Oh, J- Julian mentioned to us that we are underdogs 
for this Jaguars game? Two and a half points. Worst and normally the books give three points to the home team. So if it was a neutral site, we would be one point favorite. But it's not a neutral site. So we're the underdogs. Yep. This, everyone continues to doubt us. It's insane. Um, And the Jaguars just lost again to the Colts. Like total frauds. I knew that was so far. Like, people are like, oh, the Jaguars are actually really good. And I was like, I don't know. I watched them pretty closely week one. Like I'm pretty sure they're fraudulent, and they are fraudulent. We're gonna we we got to beat those guys. I'm gonna be there. So, and I I'm getting a lot of questions about tailgating. I don't know where I'm gonna be. I just I'll I'll try and find out Sunday morning. But Jacksonville's probably not the best tailgating stadium. But we'll try and find a place. We'll try and find a place. Um, I was the reason why the Giants won today. Yeah, I wore my talking Giants hoodie. The draft hoodie from 2021. My favorite piece of apparel that we have, especially now that I lost weight, it's much more baggy on me, so I love it. It was hot. It was uh, you know, it was 70 degrees, but it was a hot 70 degrees because the sun was right on us, as you could see by my raccoon tan that I have once again. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this game and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at this game for Coach Judge. I rolled up my sleeves. I was wearing a navy blue Giants hoodie, and I I was letting my forearm show, and I'm like I'm I'm doing this game for Coach Judge, and I'm the reason why we won. We just had 50 people unsubscribe because you mentioned Joe Judge and didn't say that he's the worst person alive. Oh man, look at what he's doing with Bailey Zappi. QB I know, coach. kind of funny how I'm really happy for him. Uh, um, I, can I talk about the MetLife vibes for a hot sec? Yeah, go for it. It was very cool. Um, definitely, I wasn't part of the 2016 season. I was a freshman in college, but definitely like the biggest, loudest, most awesome game since like the Larry Donnell helmet catch 2.0 Sunday night football <clears throat> against San Fran in 2015. So really, really cool. Just, it was joyful. Like MetLife was just pure of joy. Like just walking out of that stadium, everybody's just high fiving each other. Like everybody's friends and everybody's family. Like it doesn't matter if I know you, doesn't matter if I don't know you. We're all high fiving each other. Like that just hasn't been. I I almost I didn't even I didn't even recognize it. And I wanted to see like, oh, how did it sound on TV and how did it feel? Like after the Julian Love interception, the camera was shaking. And it wasn't wasn't a Buffalo Bills camera shake. It wasn't a Kansas City Chiefs big moment camera shake, but that camera was shaking. And that stadium was kind of jumping, and it was very, very fun. There was somebody who actually broke his seat, so he was, like, holding it up in the air and thrusting it up in the air. So I'm like, oh, take home that seat. Break MetLife. Um, so it was very, very fun. They're actually tearing down part of the, the racetrack. So I'm like, you're tearing down the wrong thing. But no, we like MetLife now. Yeah, MetLife is the best. best. I think it has probably one of the best parking situations in the NFL. Um. And access in and out to the stadium. So how about that? It depends that? where you park, but I mean, if you if you have it down to a T like I do, then yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good getting in and out. A lot of revenge for nine former Ravens: Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor, Ben Bredesen, um, Jahad Ward, Justin Ellis, Tony Jefferson, Makai Polk, Will Holden, um, Wink Martindale, tight end coach Andy Biscoff, uh, outside linebacker coach Drew Wilkins. Um, feel like i'm missing some oh tyree cleveland uh or, or not tyree cleveland tyree phillips so a lot of revenge was was served um and 
Okay, so you can take this out of the pot if you want, Julian. Can we talk about how your mom is mad at us again? Yeah, she was not happy. She texted me this morning. Let me pull it up, actually. Uh, she said, could they stop with the killing animals posts? I just don't like it. Did, did you did you respond? I did. I said, they've been doing it for years well before me. She said, never too late for them to stop. <laughs> <laughs> just to wait for the Jaguars game <laughs> and the, the Texans will be a tough one because it's like do I get a news report that says a, a Texas man died but it, then it's like you don't want to make fun of an actual human being that you know people know. would be more okay with a Texas man died versus an animal isn't that yeah, yeah that actually is tr- pretty true um, I just was, can't believe she didn't read the comments that's what I'm shocked about yeah, she's like a she. Julian's mom is like a Instagram comment star right now. I shouldn't have even mentioned that because now I'm just inciting violence. But <laughs> no, guys, definitely, pl- please don't. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Um, going forward, please do. I'm I'm telling you guys, don't do that. That part I'm cutting for sure. <laughs> You won't be able to edit the mailbag pod. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's the show. We'll be back Wednesday with a, a, a mailbag pod. O line report's gonna be O line report's gonna be fun this week because Evan Neal's good, so that's gonna be pretty damn cool. Um, film review. I've actually been enjoying the film. I think the film review is a better product than the O line report. By the way. Um. Anyways, we'll we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Enjoy another Victory Monday. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.